0: Thomas' presents Tackling Traffic with Tom.
1: Good morrow. Tis your reminder to savor the morning with Thomas's breakfast. And while you may not be able to control what occurs on your commute, like your horse and buggy popping a wheel and axle on the way to the schoolhouse, you can control what you put atop your soft but crunchy bagel and the toastiness of your English muffin. So do take the time to savor the morning with Thomas's. Thomas's, huzzah! A toast to breakfast!
2: Good Monday morning, tributes pouring in for Rosalind Carter. Honoring the former first lady, it is November 20th. This is today. Remembering Rosalind, the tireless humanitarian and loving wife of former President Jimmy Carter dies at age 96. I give him advice and he doesn't always (laughs) follow. From her upbringing in rural Georgia to her years in the White House where she helped reshape the role of the first lady, we're live with a look at her life and legacy breakthrough new hope this morning for families of israeli hostages taken by hamas the latest on the negotiations to bring them home were live on the front lines countdown to thanksgiving the holiday rush is here from the roads to the airports ahead of one of the busiest travel weeks in years so will mother nature cooperate al's tracking a major storm on the move mystery illness veterinarians nationwide warning dog owners about a dangerous disease that's spreading we are seeing a plethora of these infections and it's concerning the symptoms to watch out for and why vets are saying not to board your dog this holiday season those stories plus emotional performance taylor swift returns to the stage in brazil just days after a fan died at her show during a brutal heat wave we're live with her message today monday november 20th 2023
3: from nbc news this is today with savannah guthrie and hoda Kotb, live from studio 1a in rockefeller plaza
2: Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Nice to have you along with us on a Monday morning, 7 a.m. on the West Coast. It's here. Um, We've been saying Thanksgiving kind of creeping up on us this year. It is. This is the week of. How about this, guys? Here's a live look at
4: Los Angeles International Airport. That legendary L.A. gridlock could be even worse this week. So if you are hitting the road today may be your last chance to avoid heavy traffic before the big day tomorrow and Wednesday expected to be the busiest days between the hours of 4 and 5 p.m. We're also watching a major storm that's going to snag travel as well. Al's
2: got our full forecast coming up. But we will begin this morning with the tributes pouring in for former First Lady Rosalind Carter, who died yesterday at her home in Plains, Georgia. The 96-year-old had just entered hospice care on Friday after a lifetime of devoting herself to social causes, including advocating for mental health issues and the needs of elderly people. NBC's Blaine Alexander has more on her life and her legacy and her long marriage. Hi, Blaine. Good morning.
5: Well, Savannah, good morning to you. That's right. The former first lady was 96 years old when she died yesterday afternoon, surrounded by her family and those who loved her dearly. She had just entered hospice care this past weekend on Friday after being diagnosed with dementia earlier this year. Now, her love story with the former president truly was one for the ages. And this year, this morning, she is being remembered as a fierce humanitarian with a beautiful, caring spirit. From the Georgia governor's mansion to the White House, to her years of global humanitarian work, former First Lady Rosalind Carter dedicated her life to public service and to her beloved husband, former President Jimmy Carter. All while blazing trails in her own right. This morning, the former president is remembering his wife and best friend of nearly 80 years. Rosalind was my equal partner in everything I ever accomplished. She gave me wise guidance and encouragement when I needed it. As long as Rosalind was in the world, I always knew somebody loved and supported me. Now, tributes are pouring in from every corner of the globe. The president and first lady writing, Rosalind did so much to address many of society's greatest needs. We always felt her hope, warmth, and optimism.
6: It's now my pleasure to introduce someone whom I love and respect and cherish, my wife, Rosalind.
5: The Carters' story marriage stretched more than 77 years, longer than any other first couple in history. Born Eleanor Rosalind Smith in Plains, Georgia, she grew up next door to the future president, who was three years her senior.
4: He graduated from high school and left home at 16. I was 13. He was way beyond my reach.
5: They married in 1946 and became life partners in everything, from the peanut farms of Georgia all the way to the White House, where she was influential on the
7: campaign to get there. When people got to know him, and when they know him, they vote for him.
5: Thank you both very much. she's completely objective and unbiased.
7: (laughs) I love politics.
5: Mrs. Carter would often attend cabinet meetings and became the first first lady to hold an office in the East Wing.
7: I talk to him about what is happening and I give him advice and he doesn't always follow it.
5: (laughs) She used her position to champion her own causes, a fierce advocate for mental health and better care for the elderly. The Carters continued that work when they left the White House, founding the Carter Center more than 40 years ago. And in 1999, they were each awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom.
4: I think now is one of the happiest times of my life. There is life after the White House.
2: Well, they certainly demonstrated that, Blaine. And what are the plans for the, the funeral service for her?
5: Well, Savannah, we're looking at three days of tributes for the former first lady here in Atlanta at the Carter Center and stretching all the way down to their beloved Plains, Georgia. We know that there will also be public motorcades. The public is invited to come out, share their support and their tributes during these three days, Savannah.
2: a Life well
4: lived. Blaine Alexander, thank you. Let's turn now to the war between Israel and Hamas. Sources telling NBC News that negotiators are closing in on a deal to release some of the hostages taken during the October 7th terrorist attack. NBC's chief international correspondent Keir Simmons has the very latest from Tel Aviv. Now, hey, Kier, good morning.
8: Hoda, good morning to you. And this morning we're getting news of more intense fighting and Israeli tanks around another hospital in northern Gaza. Meanwhile, the families of the hostages will meet with Prime Minister Netanyahu and his war cabinet tonight. It's only the third time that that, that that's happened. Those hostages, Hoda, have been missing for 45 days. Hope. Possibly this morning, for some of the more than 200 hostages taken by Hamas. With many desperate families demonstrating in Israel this weekend, sources familiar with the negotiations confirmed to NBC News that talks mediated by the US and Qatar are on the brink of a breakthrough. We are closer than we have been in in quite some time. Nothing is final yet, and those talks have fallen apart before. And this weekend, Israel under pressure to justify its assault on Al Shifa Hospital in Gaza. Saying this security camera footage shows two hostages, one Thai, one from Nepal, at the hospital on October 7th. With the gunmen, terrorists inside the hospital. This morning, Hamas admitting it took hostages to hospitals for treatment, it says, but in the footage, one is dragged along a hall and Israel says at Al-Shifa, this is a Hamas hidden staircase and a 55 meter, 180 foot tunnel with cables and a blast door. NBC News cannot independently verify Israel's description of the footage. The US says its intelligence suggests the hospital harbored a Hamas command facility. Israel says it was an extensive headquarters. This morning, 31 premature babies from Al Shifa have been evacuated to a hospital in southern Gaza. Some did not survive. Israel's offensive unrelenting. Dozens were killed at a school this weekend. And overnight, another hospital hit with 12 killed, says the Hamas-run Gazan Health Ministry. We meet Hassan al-Drimni, who just got news his sister-in-law and nephew were killed in southern Gaza. They're slaughtering us, he says. He's terrified for his two-year-old daughter, Amira, and two-month-old baby, Ali. While in Israel, it's 45 days since Mayan Zin's daughters, Ella, eight, and Daphna, 15, were abducted. Their father killed. If Israel can't get them back, she'll go to Gaza herself, she says.
5: I just want to, to, to uh, hug my daughters, to take them in my
8: hand. And if there is a deal, Hoda, it's not clear how many hostages will be released or how long a pause would be, would be. But officials with knowledge over the talks have told us over a number of weeks that it would likely be a number of hostages and then perhaps some more over a series of days. Meanwhile, Hoda, some news on those premature babies. 28 of them now have reached Egypt, where they are back in a, another hospital there, Hoda.
2: Kier simmons for us there in uh, tel aviv keir thank you well back here at home tens of millions of folks are preparing for the thanksgiving travel rush experts predict more americans will hit the road this year and earlier than usual too but the weather well that could throw a big wrench into those plans al is standing by he's got the forecast in just a moment but let us start with NBC's sam brock he's at miami international airport this morning hi sam good morning
3: Hi, Savannah. Good morning. Look, a lot of folks right now are getting an early jump on air travel with the TSA projecting some 30 million passengers over a 12-day period surrounding the Thanksgiving Day holiday. With Savannah, the top three destinations all here in Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, and Orlando, with one of the busiest days of the year now just hours away. Now might be your best time to leave. The race to beat the horde of holiday travelers is on. From the road to the skies. More than 55 million people are expected to be on the move between Wednesday and the Sunday after Thanksgiving. That's the third highest forecast for the holiday since 2000. Already, early bird travelers are taking flight.
9: We hope that we can get out early and just be patient is the biggest thing.
3: Experts say that flexible work schedules are allowing many to work from their Thanksgiving destination and leave earlier.
9: We're both allowed to work from home this week and we just thought it'd be easier to travel today um, instead of
3: like Tuesday or Wednesday. The TSA says tomorrow will be one of the three busiest travel days of the week, only topped by Thanksgiving Eve and Sunday, when 2.9 million passengers will rush to return home. TSA officials and others are projecting this Thanksgiving is the busiest Thanksgiving holiday in years. Expect the airports themselves to be quite full. You know, it's one of the busiest travel periods of the entire year. For those looking to hit the road this holiday, Turkey Day traffic is expected to be at its worst on Tuesday and Wednesday between 4 and 5 p.m. That's according to data analyzed by Google Maps. The best time to start your drive today or tomorrow at 8 p.m. Meanwhile, drivers are thankful for some relief at the pump. The national average for gas prices is now three thirty-one a gallon. That's almost forty cents less than last year. I was paying what um, close to like thirty-six dollars. Now I'm paying like twenty-four or something like that. So it is a big change. But road warriors, beware! A storm system moving east is threatening to delay travel as high winds and rain could impact cities like New Orleans, Atlanta, and Philadelphia potentially turning pre-Thanksgiving travel into a traffic jammed trek. And according to TSA, they actually have a record number of passengers signed up for pre-check this year, some 17.5 million. That is 4 million more than last year. And when you're at airports and you see the TSA pre-check lines longer, perhaps, than regular security, do not panic. Travel experts say it will still be significantly faster. In Savannah, there's also a MyTSA app you can check to see exactly how long the wait time will be before you leave the door of your house. Okay. Okay.
2: Sounds like some good advice, Sam. Thank you.
4: A lot of people wondering about the weather. What's it going to be like for travel and for Thanksgiving?
6: For that, we turn to Mr. Roker. Okay, guys. Good morning and good morning to you. We got a bit of a mess going on. First of all, this is our main concern right now. 10 million people at risk for severe weather, strong tornadoes possible, quarter-sized hail. This is really the area that we're most concerned. Hattiesburg, Jacksonville, Alexandria. Last time we had a system this strong, this kind of warning, was back in mid-May. so we're going to be watching this very closely today. Pockets of heavy rain from the Gulf to the Great Lakes. Rainfall rates up to one to two inches per hour. Airport impacts Denver for snow and wind. Uh, Chicago going to be some delays. Kansas City, St. Louis, Dallas, Houston, all delays because of strong winds and thunderstorms along the roads. I-40, I-55 going to be looking at some major problems because of those thunderstorms. Tomorrow, it shifts to the west, bringing with it some snow, some icy mix and heavy rain along the I-95 corridor. Airport delays, Detroit, Chicago, St. Louis, Dallas because of wind. Washington, D.C., Raleigh, all the way down to Atlanta. That will be a big problem. And I-77, I-80, I-40, all going to be looking at heavy rain and gusty conditions. Wednesday, blustery and colder into the northeast as it moves offshore upwards of 10 inches of snow up through Maine. Airport delays, basically the I-95 corridor, Boston down to Washington and delays as far south as Atlanta. As far as the roads are concerned, not too bad, going to be rainy. But as you get up at the I-95 into Maine, it is going to be a real mess. So the next uh, 72 hours, guys, going to be a big problem. But once everybody gets there Thursday, looking OK.
4: Parade. Yeah.
6: Parade. got right. Well, we got some news about that, too.
2: Oh,
6: that
2: is what? Oh, wow. OK, we'll talk about his happy face. Yeah, no. No. OK. All right. Thank you, Al. Thank you, Wow. Interesting. Craig, you got the latest on what's happening in politics. Yes,
10: Savannah. Good morning. Morning. Hoda, good morning to you. And good morning to you as well. Uh, The former president visited the U.S.-Mexico border yesterday. And Mr. Trump picked up the support of Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Immigration and the migrant crisis in several major cities are key issues for voters heading into 2024. NBC's Garrett Hake is following the Trump campaign for us. Has more on that. Gary, good morning.
1: Hey, Craig, good morning. This was actually Mr. Trump's first visit to the border as a candidate in the 2024 cycle, even as immigration continues to be one of the most divisive issues in American politics and one of the most prominent issues in the Republican primary. Mr. Trump picking up a key endorsement and highlighting a shift even farther to the right on immigration former president Trump at the Texas border Sunday. It's a
6: job of security for our country. It's a job of stopping an invasion.
1: The Republican frontrunners visit with service members highlighting his hawkish views on immigration, driving his 2024 campaign. The former president built his political brand as an immigration hardliner. Lately, ramping up his approach even further, promising draconian new policies, including conducting mass deportation raids nationwide, enacting a new travel ban targeting majority Muslim countries, and imposing ideological screening on would-be immigrants and asylum seekers.
6: We've got to have the largest mass deportation
3: effort in history. We're going to have to immediately
1: all policies that could lead to battles with Congress and the courts over their constitutionality, but all designed to appeal to conservatives like Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who endorsed Mr. Trump on Sunday.
3: We need a president who's going to secure the border.
1: It comes as even cities far from the border struggle with an influx of migrants, including some bust or flown north from Texas. Boston's Logan Airport housing migrants with Massachusetts shelters full. New York City slashing budgets for police and education as the city cares for some 65,000 migrants, costing billions. And new migrants arriving in Chicago will be limited to 60-day shelter stays, no longer qualifying for rental assistance. Now, this all comes as the 2024 general election campaign is tightening. Our new NBC News national poll shows Mr. Trump narrowly leading President Biden 46 percent to 44 percent. That is inside the poll's margin of error. And the president's approval rating sits at just 40 percent in our poll. That's the lowest level of his presidency. But with plenty of time left about a year to go now till Election Day, Craig.
10: All right. Garrett Force there in Washington. Thank you, Garrett.
2: All right. Let's get the full forecast from you Mr. broker. Right
10: how those commanders do? It was, it was bad. It was not oh, good. No, they really? just run it but it was bad. good for the Giants. Yeah, bad. great for
6: the Giants. Yeah. yeah. Although they probably should have lost because that's way they would have got a better draft pick. Anyway.
10: <laughs> uh, <laughs> You said the quiet part out loud. Yeah,
6: Yeah, okay. Sunny and chilly here in the northeast today, but sunshine up and down the east coast. Severe storms, as we mentioned, down through the Gulf. We're going to be watching this very closely today, because some of these could be nocturnal tornadoes twice as deadly. Mountain snows in the Rockies. West coast looking pretty darn good. And that is your latest weather, guys.
2: Thanks. All right, thank you. Coming up, an emotional return to the stage for Taylor Swift, Emily Akeda with more.
7: Good morning. That's right. After a warm welcome for the pop star's first time performing in the city, a tragic turn of events coming up. What we know about the 23-year-old fan who died at Taylor Swift's concert on Friday, and the changes that will be implemented ahead of tonight's show. All
4: right, M. Thanks. Uh, plus, we are breaking down the cost of your Thanksgiving meal, the holiday staples that cost less this year, and Vicky Win has some supermarket strategies to save even more. But first, this is today on NBC.
3: Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with my NBC neighbor, Jimmy Fallon, to talk about his 10 years as host of The Tonight Show, reflecting on his long career in comedy, his years at SNL, and yes, landing the biggest job in late night. A little time backstage with Jimmy Fallon. You can get our conversation now for free wherever you download your podcasts.
8: 7:30
4: 7:30 okay. Monday the 20th day of November look out look out on our plaza y'all that's the spirit of america cheer it is a group of award-winning high school chilleaders from all across the country, they are hand-selected to perform at this year's Macy's
2: Thanksgiving Parade, and that's not even all. Of them. No, yeah, there's right. even more of them. It's it's one of my favorite parts of the parade every year. Parade is on Thursday. Got a lot more of that. We're it's gonna be good. We're, we're kind of kicking it off. Yeah, this, this and morning. we're
4: starting it early, eight thirty a.m. when people want to tune into the parade. All right, let's move now to an emotional performance for Taylor Swift. The superstar returned to the stage last night in Rio de Janeiro after a young fan died at her Friday concert there amid extreme heat. NBC's Emily Akeda is here with more on this. Hey, Em.
7: Yeah, good morning. Well, as you can imagine, it was a difficult weekend for the pop superstar. She played to sold-out crowds in sweltering conditions, but Swifties today are rallying together after a tragic turn of events that Swift says left her shattered. Overnight, Taylor Swift returning to the stage in Brazil. Swift emotional at the massive crowd's reaction. The night before on Saturday, the pop star canceling her concert at the last minute due to extreme temperatures and rescheduling the show for tonight, posting the safety and well-being of my fans, fellow performers and crew has to and always will come first. The point of caution followed the tragic death of a fan Friday in Rio, where the heat index reached a record-breaking 138 degrees. 23-year-old college student Ana Clara Benavidez Machado reportedly collapsing as the concert began and later dying at the hospital. Fans describing the sauna-like conditions, pointing to this video, which seems to show Swift trying to catch her breath.
2: She could see the extent to which the crowd was struggling. And I believe that she was struggling herself. Water,
7: Social media videos show attendees begging for water. Swift pausing the concert to throw a bottle into the crowd. When
0: says they need water
2: when it's this hot, they really need it.
7: Government officials there criticizing the conditions at the concert and ordering more water access for fans inside. As Anna Clara's father demands accountability, telling one local newspaper, I wanted to be found out whether they were in fact prohibited from bringing water, whether there was negligence in providing assistance. The event organizers offered their sincere condolences, while Swift said on Instagram she was shattered by the tragedy, writing, I can't even tell you how devastated I am by this. She was so incredibly beautiful and far too young. Last night, Swift playing a surprise song, the heartbreaking Bigger Than the Whole Sky. Fans speculating it may have been a tribute to Anna Clara. And in another tribute to all her fans, Swift appearing in a video message at the Billboard Music Awards Sunday. With 10 wins, she's now tied with Drake for the most Billboard awards of all time. I
10: feel like the luckiest
0: person
7: in the world to have you in my corner and caring about the music that I make. And Swift reportedly was expected to attend the Chiefs-Eagles football game tonight in Kansas City, along with her parents and the parents of Travis Kelsey. But now, instead, she'll be performing her rescheduled show in Rio. No word yet if the families will still be at the game together.
4: Now, Emily, we know she's popular, but at NBC News, we wanted to see how popular. So we did a
7: poll (laughs) to find
4: out just how popular she is. So what did
7: we find out? Yeah, special thanks to NBC News political unit for this one. Testing Swift's favorability and perhaps unsurprisingly, she, along with fellow superstar Beyonce, came out wildly on top well in front of President Biden and former President Trump so if in between Taylor Swift's tour and her albums if she wants to run for the Oval Office she may do well. And those so.
10: numbers were far outside yeah. the margin of error. Yes, yeah. so.
2: they sure were. Another right. sure polling unit just having yeah. fun, you know, like so. we're polling the same Let's throw yeah. some other names. Why, why, not? <laughs> why not?
4: All right, Emily, thank you. Thanks. All right, coming up a warning for dog owners. Vets say a highly contagious illness is spreading so If you're planning to board your dogs over the holidays, you'll want to hear what they have
2: to say. But for some good news ahead of those Thanksgiving feasts, Maggie Vespa at a grocery store for us. Hi, Maggie.
0: Hey, Savannah, good morning. Yeah, I know I don't have to tell you, we have just over 72 hours until the big feast. And even amid stubborn inflation, we noticed the prices of a lot of Thanksgiving staples are falling. So to find out why, we went straight to the farmers growing your holiday favorites. That's coming up.
3: Great storytelling with a twist from the true crime original.
4: We're back with today's holiday consumer helping you get ready for Thanksgiving by pricing
2: all the essentials and favorites. Yeah, and this
10: year, there's some good news at checkout, folks. Some Thanksgiving staples actually cost less.
2: Vicki Wynn is standing by to help us save even more. But let's start with NBC's Maggie Vespa at a grocery store in Chicago. Hi, Maggie. Good morning.
0: Hey, guys, good morning. Yeah, as you know, we know so much time and so much work goes into getting food on our grocery store shelves. So when we saw stubborn inflation still keeping food prices high, but the cost of some holiday staples going down, we thought for an explanation, we'd go straight to the source.
8: It's time for Thanksgiving shopping, y'all.
0: This morning, the Thanksgiving race is on and Americans filling their carts might make out better at the checkout line. According to this year's American Farm Bureau Thanksgiving cost survey, overall prices are down 4.5 percent compared to last year. While certain items like pumpkin pie mix and dinner rolls are up, stuffing mix is down almost 3 percent. And looking at two holiday staples, turkey is down 5.6 percent, fresh cranberries down 18 (laughs) percent. To unpack that mixed bag, we turned to Midwestern meccas of Thanksgiving food. Wisconsin, America's number one producer of cranberries. And Minnesota, top for turkey. Hi. There, farmer John Zimmerman helped us get hands on. He's about how old?
1: He's about six and a half weeks old.
0: Turkey prices are down. Why would you say that is?
1: Part of that is because we're recovering from a uh, bird flu outbreak, so there's a little bit better supply out there. Commodity prices have dropped. Our feed costs have come down.
0: In Wisconsin, cranberry farmers at inflation and high supply costs are still keeping prices higher than consumers would like.
5: It's the transportation costs, the trucking costs, the other consumable products, you know, like the packaging and, and even labor.
0: Experts agree fluctuating food prices stem from factors beyond farmers' control. Their advice to consumers eager to gobble up a feast? When you go to the store, you have to prep like it's the Super Bowl. Make a menu. Make a list of ingredients. It's going to take more than one trip to the grocery store to get that fabulous meal on the table for
2: less this year.
0: Prep like it's the Super Bowl. We love that advice. And by the way, one more interesting note. The American Farm Bureau also found... The cost of Thanksgiving dinner this year is going to be regional. They say, for instance, it's the most affordable here in the Midwest. And guys, I hate to break it to you, but it's the least affordable in the Northeast. So on that awkward note, I will send it back
3: to <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not telling us the
2: Not telling us that we don't know. Yeah. We've noticed that one. Maggie, thank you. Let's find out how to get even more out of your Thanksgiving budget without skipping on the meal. NBC News Senior Consumer Investigative Correspondent, Vicki Wynn has been investigating.
9: Okay, so Hi. if you want to save what are the best tips you got? First thing, check your pantry. You might have old bread that could make stuffing. What about those vegetables or frozen vegetables that could go into a casserole? So start with your pantry first. Then something a lot of families already do, a potluck to split the cost. Maybe you make oh. the mains, the ham, and the turkey. And then you ask everyone to bring their favorite side. Miss Betty Joe's mac and cheese. Sure. No, <laughs> yeah. Craig yes. and his mama are in Southern Living. So there's a recipe there cool. for you to try this year. Also, portions are important. Remember that kids eat a lot less than adults do. Don't make too much. Mm -hmm. Apparently, we waste 200 million pounds of turkey every year, according to the Natural Resources Defense Council. And finally... Freeze your dough to save some dough, meaning if you're buying in bulk right now to get some deals, you're probably going to make another big holiday feast in the next couple of months. Freeze some of that and save it for later. Great
10: tips. But what about those meal kits? I've seen some of those Thanksgiving meal kits where you can essentially buy everything you need Mm -hmm. for the meal in one box. Are those reasonably priced or typically more expensive?
9: How about zero dollars for your Thanksgiving meal? So there's Mm -hmm. this app called Ibotta. We've talked about it. If you buy certain brands of foods you will get a complete rebate on them. So we huh. can show you them on the screen. It's like Jiffy Corn Mix, uh, Turkey Roast, any brand, the Idahoan Mashed Potatoes, McCormick Gravy Mix. I mean, these are brand names, Ocean yeah. Spray Cranberry Sauce. Wait, what do you mean you get them free? I don't you take it. a picture of your receipt on the app, Hoda, and then you email or you send it right into the app, and then they will send you a rebate. So all of that is free. Wow. There are also meal kits that start at $25 from the major grocers, Aldi, Target, Walmart. Mm-hmm. We can show you those. These are your Thanksgiving staples. 25 to $77 a meal for wow. four to eight people, sometimes even more with all of the staples. What Ooh. about timing? If you
4: want to start shopping for your Thanksgiving meal and you haven't yet done it, when's the right time to do it? How to do it right now?
9: So smart shopping <laughs> expert Trey Bodge says... Go now, but be flexible. Let's say Brussels sprouts are on sale instead of green beans. Then do that as your side. She also says this is the time of year to really take advantage of those memberships. If you are a member of Costco, Sam's Club, BJ's, you'll save 40% off of your groceries. And new this year, there's an app called Flash Food. They have partnered with major grocers, Meyer, Giant, Stop and Shop. Mm-hmm. You basically are getting a deal on things they have surplus or things that are getting close to their best by oh. day. So you log on to Flash Food, you place your order, and you are getting up to 50% off wow. your everyday groceries. So this works at Thanksgiving and beyond. Cool. Oh, tip. always have the tips. Always.
4: All right, Vicki, thank you. Uh, 7.45, let's get check the weather from Al.
10: Hey, Al. Oh.
6: Hey, guys, and good morning to you. Let's take a look. Wednesday, for uh, the day before Thanksgiving, lingering showers in the northeast, cool and dry midsections of the country, some showers along the mid-Atlantic, coastal rain, Pacific Northwest. All right, let's have a parade. Starting at 8.30, it's going to be cold and blustery. I think the winds will be, oh, Leo, that's the- one of the new balloons. Uh, temp- gusts, wind gusts of about uh, 20 miles per hour. <laughs> uh and we're also oh i hit the <laughs> i got rid of the thing anyway uh so we are looking at the uh, gustry con- conditions we're going to watch that very closely but i think for the most part things are going to be a-okay and that's your latest weather are you going to be bringing back some
10: of betty joe's mac and i will gladly bring you some okay. back you know, you're her absolute favorite well uh,
2: oh, so. sweet all of us, right? Well, your yeah, yeah. All of you. Y'all. Yes. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Coming up next, get a head start on your holiday shopping <laughs> and save some money. We're gonna kick off four days of steals and deals, starting with discounts on jewelry, fashion, beauty, and more. First in this morning's
4: boost, the 23-year-old who just made college sports history. And she's not even a player. We'll talk about that right after this. Guys, let's get at least Okay, I got you covered, guys. History was made in Chapel Hill, North Carolina yesterday. Aaron Matson, at the age of twenty-three, became the youngest division one head coach to win a national championship. The Tar Heels field hockey team won the title in dramatic fashion after a double overtime penalty shootout. Okay, for a second, let's get back to the coach. That's Erin Matson. She was a four-time national champion at North Carolina, Uh, a three-time player of the year. So winning's nothing new to her. Now she's a coach, but get this. Well, here's what she had to say after the game.
0: I'm so proud of our girls. They're so happy they wanted it so badly. Um, Yeah, incredible day. I'm I'm speechless. Nothing tops a national championship on your home field. All of our alums flew back in. Our families are here. Uh, A crowd like this, a place like this, a stadium like this, um, and a team like this. You know, it's, um,
5: yeah,
4: it's special. Okay. Now, that's amazing. That really is. P- here's the cherry on top. Yep. Matson was selected as North Carolina's head coach one month after she graduated. Wow. <laughs> she graduated, became the coach, that's and won the That's who should be there. She's got a
3: was- pedigree. Yeah. She was just one of the other girls on the field yes. yeah. not And also ago. to probably- be
4: respected as a coach yep. after you were right. just a yes. player is not always Why simple. go
3: away for 10 years yes. and then come
4: back? Yeah. Yeah. That was
6: awesome. She's probably coaching girls she played with. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Awesome. Love that. Guys, coming up in Popstart. J.P. Jason Momoa lends his voice to the subject that every guy is thinking about <laughs> right now. Of course we're talking about the Roman Empire.
10: <laughs> <laughs>
6: and it is really funny if you missed it will happen for him.